Hello, and welcome to another unsanctioned citizen, unsolicited vignette. Uh, I'm your hostess, Sheila Dean. So we've been posting most of our vignettes and recordings at substack.com for the Liberty in Many Directions um, blog. I guess it's a blog. Uh, it's a place where there is a lot of writing and I didn't, I didn't do writing this week, but I can tell you <clears throat> that Julian Assange is on the uptake. He's trending right now and there's interest in a CIA lawsuit, meaning a lawsuit to the CIA. It's been a while since they've been sued and I mean fitfully sued. So some of the, I think about four plaintiffs who visited Julian at the embassy are going to sue the C or they have the green light. I don't know if they filed papers to sue the CIA yet, but they got the green light. I would imagine that if you're seeking the counsel of a judge about whether or not it can happen, uh, then they're probably going to do it. So there's that. And then of course, Tucker Carlson drops his, his bounty of what it was like sitting with Stella Assange on the bus to go see Julian at Belmarsh. And boy, was that an eye opener because they took fingerprints, not once, not twice, four different times, you know, which is exhausting and it's just overwrought. Like they're trying to make an abusive point of it. They they know they could have gotten the biometrics or the or the fingerprints the first time. So I think if I'm going to say anything worth saying uh, in the minutes that I am saying them here, it is that biometrics is and has always been used for imprisoning or to to kettle the individual and <clears throat> it's been reductive to groups aspects of groups demographics psychometrics of those groups but it's fingerprints iris gait weight height hair color aspects of yourself age um you know, physical attributes, any kind of physical attributes that they can get on tape. And of course, the modern proof of what they do with biometrics is all over the place. Um, specifically, the Uyghur uh, concentration camps that were seamless with the use of Clearview AI, which is, you know, well documented at this point. So um, I just wanted to dot the I here and indicate that finance is the attack, the launch pad for attack to, if there's going to be a mandate or uh, uh, an increased level of interest in incorporating biometric regulations for things like your mobile phone. <clears throat> and it isn't just a pass to like get it in there. They don't need the government's permission to, to, to put biometric attributes in a phone. They do it all the time already. 
without government interference. What you have to start worrying about is when the government starts behaving concerned. Uh, there was tape of a Democratic senator through Reclaim the Net. Um, I think it was a senator, but it, w- it was a Democratic lawmaker who was uh, concerned uh, that the banking industry didn't have enough uh, integration of biometrics with, with mobile uh, and digital ID credentialing for mobile. And of course, the exhausted uh, finance execs who you know, are continually raked for <clears throat> identity credentialing and all that they do, um, including the, the, the FINRA and all of the GLBA and exhaustive reporting that they have to do for the things that, that are required for, for anti-crime, anti-corruption, you know, and, and they're valid. Uh, It's important to have these things, but when they don't do the reporting and they don't catch what they can catch without the biometrics, and then they use biometrics as a trope to say, you will get the criminals if you do this. Like, well, if they do what they're already supposed to do, they will get the criminals. So that that's an argument. The other argument is that when you add sensitive information that is non-retractable, this is this is the Rubicon. If you put your fingerprints and your iris scans in a in a global globalized database, it is a honeypot. If it ever gets hacked, that's it. That's it. You're owned forever and ever by someone else who can license or exchange you as money indefinitely. And this is what it boils down to. They want to make the individual transferable as a monetary unit. They want to use you as a UPC symbol and scan you and move you like a unit, like a a currency unit and like an object currency. So last time I checked... That's that's anti-human. It's it's not human rights. You own yourself. I will just say it again. Um, I feel like I I, I do this redundantly, but it, I think it bears explaining. So I just wanted to offer this little vignette here on a on a Friday night. I'm very proud of of the work of my colleagues that are that are really out there and and reporting hard and doing good truth-making work. And so I'm, I'm very happy about um, Glenn, Glee- Glenn Greenwald and the fact that he's, you know, reporting about um, political imprisonment and the backlog of, of casework at the Spanish um, government for on the cases of torture at Guantanamo Bay. Uh, that was news I was glad to hear. Uh, Michael Schellenberger, uh, his his news, Matt Taibbi, his news about <clears throat> about in, increases of knowledge towards the the censorship industrial complex, which there's there's always new leaves of it coming out. But I think the real sticker for me this week, the real like star on the top of the tree, if there is one, is Robert Malone. Uh, Robert Malone released. Um, a very important and well thought out, you know, well meditated piece about gang stalking, which typically is high, like 
tinfoil hat territory, but it's not anymore. There is definitely an audit trail. You can see it based on what, what's been out there. I haven't been able to prove it, but I have known that the objective of the medical establishment to control or to conduct a, a, a Stasi-like police force to control you and your medical choices, which you are free to do here in America. You know, you're free to take medicine or not take medicine. That's your choice. Uh, but no one shall make you take that medicine. Uh, they'll only give you an adverse choice like, here, take this medicine or lose this job, which is a bad choice as a condition of employment. And many people in the medical establishment have left their positions. There were people in the, the state of Washington who were uh, career police and fire, had to leave, couldn't take the vaccine, knew they couldn't take the vaccine, had to quit. Had to quit those jobs, had to leave all of their public retirement, all of their benefits, um, you know, on the basis of health. The merits of health was not enough. The doctor's note saying this, this particular vaccine therapy would put my patient in a hospital. Didn't care. Government didn't care. So um, that's unfortunate. And a lot of people were in that situation and they are not as forgiving as I would be because they were out. They were out of money and they had to go to the state to, meaning they had to sign up for benefits from the government to, to make it. And nobody really wanted to do that. Um, you know, people, people generally want to be in, independent. They want to be making their money. They don't want to hand out from the U S government to, to make it. It's just not the character of who we are as, as a nation. You know, there's always going to be lazy people who feel entitled to, to make, you know, take what you make. Um, and they're, they're always lazing around demanding your taxes and it's so weird. Like, I've never understood that. But people who don't work for the government hassling other people for an increase of taxes upon them. It just seems weird to me. That's always been weird to me. You know, hassling other people to pay their taxes. They don't work for the IRS. They don't work for the government. They really don't get anything out of it. They typically come from rich trust fund families and they live like hippies. But they are mean to people about taxes. So I I, I don't understand that. It, and I think what it is, is it's a it's a religious component. Like their religion is to extort public money from the populace as a power trip. Like it's an entitlement upon you that that they should hustle you for money. You know, if they were a Hare Krishna, they'd be shaking you down for change. So if I think about it that way, it makes a little bit more sense, but it makes no sense. You know, whether it's, it's L. Ron Hubbard and the Scientology crew or people who are progressive leftists, it's the same energy. 
I, I you don't owe them anything, so so don't let them don't let them hassle you too bad. Anyways, very merry Christmas, very happy holidays. I wish you really well. Um, and you know, put a comment in the comment section and let me know how you you like uh, the feedback. If you have anything to say about what's going on, it's been incredible. Uh, it's been an incredible year for truth and truth telling. Uh, maybe put some of your favorite stories in the boxes, um, in the CMS box, and and let me know um, what you're thinking and how you're feeling about the way the year is is ending. So it's a, been quite a high note. I just can't leave it undone. Uh, I'm so proud of everybody. And I feel like this is a cause to celebrate. So with that, I'm going to leave you to your your holiday revelries and uh, lighting ceremonies. And uh, just stay safe out there. And I'll see you around the bend. Remember, everyone has power, especially you.